Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Today is October Friday 13th. The Yankees just lost game one of the ALCS to the Houston Astros. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right, what's up, guys? There's a couple things going through my head right now. First and foremost, tough loss. Tough loss sucks to loss. Sucks to lose in such a fashion. Two to one, two nothing with the bird homer. But if I'm being super honest with you, in my brain, I've already bounced back. I've already looked at all the positives. I've already assessed the situation. I've already spun it in my brain in a way that I am not, I'm not beating myself up over this loss. I'm not too upset over this loss. I'm feeling, I'm not feeling good. No, fuck that. I'm feeling good actually, but. On a personal note, I think I'm getting sick. I think I'm coming down with something. I felt sick all day. And I don't know if it's just, I said I was hungover the, yesterday. I don't know if this is just a two-day hangover now because I'm so old, out of shape, and don't drink that often. It's not fun. My little brother's in college, and I was telling him, like, enjoy it, man. When I was in college, the Yankees were in the World Series in 2009. And game three, I watched Andy Pettit pitch at a college party dressed up like a burglar with a ski mask on drunk as hell in an unfinished basement in Connecticut, standing in the unfinished part of the basement by myself. Cause no one else cared watching Andy Pettit beat the Phillies while standing in a puddle of my own piss because I didn't want to go to the bathroom and miss anything. And during commercials, I would run, play beer pong, hang out with my friends. Well, I didn't expect to tell that story on this podcast, but come to think of it, after that, after that weekend of Halloween weekend, I got swine flu, 2009, swine flu was hot in the streets. I got swine flu and had to go home from college, kicked off campus because I was super contagious. And I watched game four, five, and six, or maybe just five and six at home. So maybe it's a good thing I'm getting sick. Maybe I need to get very sick to keep this playoffs around. Maybe I need to go drink again to get super drunk, then get very sick to level it off. Same thing in 2009. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. I don't want to do it. I don't want to get drunk and sick. I mean, the drunk part sounds fun. The hungover and sick part sounds miserable. I forgot to introduce myself. If you're a first-time listener, my name's John Boy. I usually have a co-host. His name's Jake. Jake's birthday was two days ago, and today he's having a birthday party. So I'm going to try and call him in, see what he's up to, if he'll answer. But I don't know how much of the game he was able to watch. I know he had to entertain Jake is a natural entertainer. If you ever hang out with him at a party, he will be entertaining you. He will be dancing his ass off. If you want to see his dance moves, they're all over my YouTube page. We did a we did a web series called Grown Losers, and there's a whole opening scene. We based a joke around Jake's violently sexual dance moves. But back to the Yankees. Sorry to get sorry to get so off track there. Back to the Yankees. This game, fucking bummer, man. Wasted chances. Swinging out a lot of bad pitches. Keuchel was dirty. It almost felt like, you know, you see all the stats. Well, Chris Sale, we won all our games against him and could have won another facing him if Chapman didn't blow it to Devers. Kluber, he had our number. 
we got to Kluber. It's like, that's what we were all telling ourselves. That's what I was telling myself. So why not? Why can't, why not get to Keuchel? We can get to Keuchel. Our best chance came after a single from bird and then a grant, a tailor-made ground ball, double play ball, basically that Altuve fucked up. That was our best chance came off a single and an error and judge came through. I mean, you can say he got, he had worked the count to three, two, got his pitch swung, put it in the outfield. Should be an RBI. Uh, this game really, really boils down to that bird out at home. And I want to hear, I mean, I'll just talk about that. Bird got a bad jump. Bird rounded third terribly. And Bird didn't put it into his highest gear. He was not running as fast. So if you want to blame someone, it's 100% on Bird. Now, here's where I laugh at fans. Every fan that came out and said Espada should not have sent Bird home. He was out by an inch. I don't care if a runner is running full speed and is out by an inch. You can't be like, that was so clear. He shouldn't have sent him when he's out by an inch. Think of everything that had to happen for Bird to get out there. A, bad jump. You can say a spotter should have seen that. So maybe take that off the list. But he rounded third like an idiot. He didn't put it into top gear. He's not fast. The perfect throw had to be made and the perfect tag. And you're saying one, like it's a spotter's fault that he sent him. Go fuck yourself. You're just searching for reasons. And the people saying Gary should have directed him on the tag that trying to pin it on Gary. Like I get it. Gary should have maybe directed him on the tag. That's like a very new age thing in the last two years that people think is like the be it all of baseball. Did you see him direct him on the tag? What a great teammate. Yeah, it's good. It's awesome. Their, their dugouts on the other side. So Gary, what Gary would have to sprint all the way around because he's standing on the third base side. Right. I think I'm actually, yeah, I I think, fuck, I'm not positive now, whatever. It's not Gary's fault. It's bird's fault. It's 100% bird's fault. He's not fast. People are like, he has an ankle injury guys. He was out by an inch. He should have been sent 100%. He should have been sent. 100% 100% he should have been safe. That's the game right there because then you got two outs, two to one ball game with Gary up and two guys on base. Maybe Keiko gets out of there and continues the deal and it's two to one. You never know how it's going to happen. Maybe Bird doesn't hit the homer at the end because maybe he's really grinded down because he knows he made a mistake. You, you can't say it would be tied because you just don't know how it plays out if we do score that run, but it would have been a much better situation for us 100%. That was the entire game. I'm going to try and keep this podcast quick because I know that tomorrow is like a day game, three o'clock start on the East coast time noon for me here. So I'll try and keep it short. We listen. You guys can listen to this tonight or tomorrow morning. You're already listening. So this isn't important to you. I got a coffee in my hand, which is scaring me because it's, it's nine 30 at night. I have to wake up tomorrow. Well, not that early noon. I got to be up for noon. <laughs> I'm going to be up for now. I'll be up at like nine, but I brewed a coffee because I was doing the periscope during the game and I was sleepy. People were like, you're yawning a lot. I was like, I am yawning a lot. I need to wake up. I've been tired. Recording these podcasts, editing these podcasts keeps me up all night. Last podcast, I didn't edit at all. Usually I try to speed up our talk when there's gaps or I take out the butts and ums. I try to do that the best I can because I just think it makes a better final thing but say we record for an hour i have to listen to that full hour slowly record and take all those out 
takes like three hours to do that. So if you noticed that the ALCS preview podcast had a little bit more ums and buts and gaps in between, don't tell me. But if you didn't notice, tell me, because that means I can stop doing so much back-end work on the editing if it if it doesn't even make a difference when you guys listen. But if you're like, yeah, Jake, Jake was saying um a lot. You were mumbling a lot more. Let me know, because then it means editing it needs to happen. Back to the game. Tanaka. I'm wearing his jersey right now. It's like one of the two I own. Love Tanaka. Now, Tanaka was great. No doubt about that. I mean, great. He was good. Six. What did he end up? Six innings. Six innings. Two earned runs. But that was B Tanaka. That was not A Tanaka. It was not A plus stuff. A plus stuff, Tanaka throws the splitter and throws it often. He didn't have it tonight. They put a lot of balls in play. They had a couple warning track shots. He left a couple balls up in the zone, which were like a little scary. 3-0 pop out from Beltron helped. Leadoff walk. So it, he was not like as sharp as he had been the last two games. But that was Tanaka of old. The first three years of Tanaka's, Tanaka's career, that's what he did on days he didn't have his splitter. He was like, all right, I'll fucking get you out with something else. I'll change it up. It was awesome to see that guy again because this year, if he didn't have his splitter, he just didn't have shit. And it was like terrible. We all know that. Bad Tanaka this year was garbage. Bad Tanaka the last three years was a guy like this. Maybe it wasn't always just two runs, but it just wasn't sharp. He went to the curveball more. He went to the different pitches, fastball spot. Like that 3-2 fastball he threw in the, I think it was his last out of the night for him, where he just fired a fastball right down the middle and Correa, no, it wasn't the last out. It was Correa and Correa took it looking. That was impressive. That is not, usually he goes splitter there or something like that. He didn't have the splitter. Someone was trying to tell me he had his A-plus stuff. He didn't. He didn't. It's not like... He's going to forego his splitter as a strategy against a team because that's his best pitch. And when it's on, it's absolutely unhittable. So that was not a plus Tanaka, but he's a big game pitcher and he gave us what we wanted. Did we waste a good Tanaka start matching up with Keiko would have been smarter to go with Sonny. I don't think you can play that way. You got to play to win. What else happened in this game? Judge looked a little better. I mean, he still took a 3-1 pitch right now. Took a 3-1 pitch, didn't swing, didn't like that. He's still getting called on these bad pitches, and everyone's complaining about the ump, and I, I went off on Periscope. If you're – the ump was bad. This is what happens when an ump's bad. You get this uh, – strike zone, I'm talking. You get to say, man, that strike zone fucking sucked. During the game, you can be like, what the fuck? That was a blah, 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 blah. After the game, all you can say is that strike zone sucked, and that's all. And I feel like anyone that is a baseball fan for a long time or knows, knows it, knows you can't be the fucker out there just whining and complaining about the strike zone. You sound like a little kid who hasn't spent a lot of time watching the sport. You can't say we lost because of the ump. If you do, everyone else thinks you're just laughing at you. You have to win the game. Gary going down looking, 3-2, that sucked. Swinging over all those curveballs. Terrible, but we were facing a really good pitcher. All right, I'm going to go to our man. I'm going to call, I think, should I call Jake now? What time is it? It's 1030 at night. Let's give Jake a call. If he doesn't answer, I'll just edit this out. If he answers, we will keep it in. You've reached the voicemail of Jake. Jake didn't answer. So let's going to go, I'm going to go to the tweets. I'm going to go to our dude. 
my man, my post-game write-up dude, Mike Gianetti. If you've been listening to the post-games, he's been giving us some talking points, some thoughts. Says, Tanaka is vintage Tanaka. Yeah, I already went over that. Tanaka was good. It's great to see him not have his A-plus stuff and gut it out and not just throw flat fastballs. I think the problem was maybe it felt like when his splitter was flat, he only threw nine splitters today. When his splitter was flat, when he was like getting lit up, I feel like he just kept trying to throw it. And today, I don't know when he noticed it was flat or Gary noticed, and they knew and said, okay, we're going to have to get him out without using the splitter as the out pitch, and he did it. So great job. Two. Chad Green got his work in before he'll be needed again when CC pitches in game three. And Chad was lethal tonight as per usual. Correct, Mike. He was good. And we only used two pitchers. And burning Chad today is fine because he's going to be available when CC pitches. Just like you said, that's a positive. Only throwing two pitchers today is a positive. We have Chapman because they said Chapman and D-Rob may not have even been available today. So now we have Chapman tomorrow, D-Rob, everyone available besides Chad. That's good news for tomorrow. Next point goes without saying that bird getting thrown out, changed the whole game really bad. Something like that can't happen again. The rest of the way PS that home run swing was Cano esque. Got to say, I already talked all about the bird. It, it was a pivotal moment for the Yankees. You wish it wasn't, you wish they were able to overcome it, but yeah, that was, that was the moment. I didn't even watch the post game yet. I'm going to have to see what he said. Four, we actually have an NL lineup. The DH position is beyond pathetic. Not much else to say there. That is true. Our DH position has been god-awful. Now, if you're out there tweeting me that they need to start Torres at DH, I don't know how to, what to say to you. You can't start Torres at DH. You need to start Ellsbury, Headley, or Holiday, and they need to fucking step up. Can't avoid it. You need to. They need to face the music and step up. Now, everyone was hankering for holiday hankering for holiday and i was too and jake was too and got to play him and uh i don't know his first game back against boston he hit like a pop-up to the infield then a pop-up to the outfield then a home run so like he built up his strength he didn't look good today his approach looked bad he usually kind of works counts grinds people out makes them throw strikes he swore i think he like in three at bats he saw seven pitches not good not good you know what i did like matt came up saw one pitch got out Todd came up, saw one pitch, got out. Gardner was like, holy shit, guys. That's bad. We can't. So he grinded out in the bat, got a hit, passed the baton. That was good by Brett. Brett's been impressive. I like Brett. Okay. This is Mike's last point. Tonight, Keiko beat us plain and simple. No Giles tomorrow. Seve on the mound tomorrow. Needs to be pulled off as a win. Otherwise, this series starts to look very bleak going back to the Yankee Stadium. I still don't think it looks bleak if we're down 0-2. Because three at the stadium... That's fine. I don't want that to happen. And I would be very scared if that happened. Someone else tweeted at me and said, we came to Houston to split to go home. And that is what I said yesterday. I want to win one of these games tomorrow. We have to win one of these games. Now Verlander's on the mound. He's looked good, but we have good numbers against Verlander. He's, he's been, Verlander's been around so long. He's done well against us and he's done very bad against us. So whatever their closer Not only did Giles get used today for five outs and 30-something pitches, so maybe he's not available tomorrow. If he does go tomorrow, he's going to be tired. But we got to him. And we said this when we got to Kimbrell with Holiday way back at the beginning of the second half of the season. Bird hitting that home run, it was kind of like false hope. It was like, oh, yay. Ah, we're still only one out away. But it was, okay, well, Giles, if you're in a one-run game, we got to you. Bird got to you. 
We got a home run. It's a mental thing, guys. It's doesn't. It, you can think it doesn't mean much, but it means something because we got we got to him. All right. So that bird home run puts a divot. We made him throw pitches. We worked good. So they don't have their closer tomorrow, maybe, and the rest of their bullpen isn't that great. We have our full bullpen and our best pitcher. We're lined up to win tomorrow. So I take it. We need to win tomorrow. That's the formula for how it breaks down. Like Verlander is very good for them. Their bullpen's not great. So we need to get to Verlander, get to the bullpen. We need to have Savvy be great and use our full bullpen. And we need to win tomorrow. I think that's all I got. I think that's all I have for tonight. Keep it shorter than usual. Me and Jake tend to ramble a lot. Let me see if I can go. Rusty DMs me a lot. Let's see what his positives were. Bird went two for four. Yeah, I said that. We only had to use two pitchers. We made Giles to 37 pitches, five out save. Yep, yep, yes, 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 yes. Okay, guys, I got this cool new microphone, so I'm hoping this sounded a little better. Oh, well, no, I just got to – I'm not using the new mic, so I just lied to you. All right, let's get him tomorrow. We've had record listeners the last two podcasts. When we won the ALDS, our downloads went up by 300 on day one. 300 more than our highest downloaded podcast. I haven't checked what they were for the preview, but I think they're probably going to be good. You guys have been awesome. This has been a blast. We, I need it to keep going. It's my lifeblood right now. It's a lot of work. I'm not getting much sleep, but it is so much fun. Thank you guys for listening. Jake should be back on tomorrow, I think. Go Yanks, go. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.